everybody what's going on i hope you guys are having a wonderful day welcome to dr boyce tv.com the home for intelligent black people my name is dr boyce Watkins, and uh today i want to talk about mr tyler perry tyler perry is uh an interesting person who's very very smart he's very very wealthy and he has made a lot of movies and has done extremely well tyler perry made some comments recently about black women and their dating preferences and uh I'm going to talk about those comments and kind of put them into context and kind of get your take on this. He basically seemed to say that it's okay if a man can only pay the light bill as long as you love him, as long as he loves you. So I want to make sure that I, that I understand what was said. And uh, also I'd like to get your opinion on it. Also, if you could do me a favor, please hit the thumbs up button. Let me know if you can hear me. Give me a yes. If you can hear me. Okay. And we're going to get started on drvoicetv.com in three, two, one and go. Here we are, clan, the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Uh, okay, I see you guys are giving me a yes that you can hear me. Let me know if you can hear me okay. Also, shout out the city you're from. Let me know what city you're from. And also, I want to remind you that on this platform, we are B1. B1 means black first. Black first means we put our community at the top of our priority list. Black first means that we educate our kids. Black first means we build strong families. Black first means we love each other. If you are into that positive energy, positivity, productivity, etc peace, prosperity, etc. for the black community. Put a B1 in the chat. Put a B1 in the chat. We don't hate anybody. We don't discriminate, but we do have a commitment to building our people. So uh, let me know what city you're from and I'll shout your city back. Kashif says, I love you. Uh, OG, I love you too, brother. Thank you so much for saying that. Mr. Lomax, good to see you. Lisa Parker, I see you from Chicago. Uh, Gina out of Augusta. Paisley out of the Austin, Texas area. Actually, I'm, I forgot. I'm speaking in Austin at the end of September at a, it's like a millionaire wealth conference so I, I, I got to go look it up, look it up. I'm going to put it on my Instagram, though. My Instagram is Dr. Boyce Finance. So if you want to follow me on the gram, what's up to everybody on Instagram? My, my Instagram is Dr. Boyce Finance. I know some of y'all may have lost me. I had about half a million of you almost that were following me on my other page. It disappeared for some reason. I don't know why, uh, you know, how Instagram can be. I was reading Dr. Claude Anderson books out loud. And when you get black and intelligent, people get nervous. And uh, and I think that they, I think I got accused of hate speech, which I don't hate nobody. I ain't got time to hate nobody. But anyway, it doesn't matter. We have plan Bs in place. Number one, I do have another Instagram page at Dr. Boyce Finance. So feel free to go follow me there. Also, we have our own social media platform that is disconnected from Facebook and Instagram where there's freedom of speech. It's 100% B1. It's called Black Enough. And uh, that's spelled on the screen is spelled b-l-a-g-g-e-n-u-f b-l-a-g-g-e-n-u-f everybody's not accepted into black enough we're not asking people to join we only ask people to join consider joining if you are b1 and if you're going to bring uh, a peace prosperity and productivity to the platform uh because we don't want all that ignorance we don't want all that chaos we don't want all that chatty patty nonsense that's going on, on the internet we want people that are serious so if that's you if you fit the description then put uh then go to black enough b-l-a-g-g-e-n-u-f-com -E 
you were going to ask you some questions and we admit maybe 10 or 15 people a day. And once you get in, though, you can invite your friends, but they too have to fill out the question mark. So or questions uh, to, to get in. So uh, feel free to do that. All right. So uh, anyway, guys. All right. So as we get started here and Troy, I'd like to answer your question. But I want to get to the topic. I don't want to uh, spend too much time on other things. However, uh, if you do have a question, I'm going to put an email address up here for you, Troy, uh, so you can reach out to our team if you have something that you'd like to get from us. Uh, all right. So um, here's the deal. So Tyler Perry made a comment about dating. And uh, it's interesting uh, that Tyler Perry made this remark because I also think that it's it, it should not be lost upon us. No disrespect. I love Tyler Perry, by the way. I like him a lot. I think he's a smart, smart man. I think he's a, a good, decent person. Uh, Tyler Perry is a person that um, I told you guys I met him one time. He called me. I didn't. I don't call celebrities, they, but they'll, so every now and then they'll reach out to me. And uh, Tyler was very nice. Um, and I got a full tour of his studio. Uh, he arranged that for me, and I appreciated that very much. And uh, and I have so much admiration for him. And I want to start there. I want to start by talking about how much I appreciate who Tyler Perry is as, is as a human being, because I told you, just like I believe Cornell West is a genuinely good person from the time I spent with him, I also feel that Tyler Perry is a genuinely good person. I don't think he means any harm to anybody. I think he's also be one enough that he's one of us in that sense. He understands the power of ownership. He understands the power of wealth. Uh, he's really done a, an amazing job in Atlanta. So I'm going to start right there because sometimes when I'm critical and I do what scholars do, which is to critique things, people think that I hate somebody. You you be hating on him. You be hating on him, dog. Why are you hating on him? Man, this ain't, we're not in kindergarten, brother. We're not, we not, it ain't love or hate. It's not black or white. It's not on or off. It's it's nuance. Get, everybody type the word new, N-U-A-N-C-E. Everybody type the word nuance in the chat, N-U-A-N-C-E. So we're going to discuss Tyler Perry's remarks with nuance. And let me tell you what Tyler Perry said, and then I'm going to explain to you why. It's controversial and why I saw nuance here that I think needed to be kind of broken down. All right. So here's the deal. <sighs> Tyler Perry does did this interview and I put it on my uh, Instagram page, Dr. Boy's Finance. Dr. Boy's Finance is my Instagram. And so you can watch it for yourself. And in the interview, he's talking about black women and their dating choices, um, which I think is is already kind of a peculiar idea because let's just be clear. Let's keep it 100. Tyler Perry is a guy who thinks it's OK to wear a dress to make movies. I, I'm not saying that that makes him a bad person. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I you'll never see uh Madea Boyce. You know, I don't care how many trillions of dollars they offer me. You won't see me doing a Madea, Madea thing. Uh, you know, because I, I have a big issue. I, I feel very uncomfortable with the idea of being a black man, being forced to put on a dress because I think we live in a country that loves to see the black man in a dress. They love to see the black man as ignorant. They love to see the black man as a thug. They love to see the black man as a child. This is systematic. We've we discussed this regularly uh, when we were, we were we were reading in the Black Business School uh, the uh, book by Dr. Claude Anderson called Black Labor, White Wealth. He explains how systematically for hundreds of years, one way that they have controlled black men is by making sure that black men are as devoid of any form of significant masculinity as they can possibly be. That when you show up as a strong heterosexual male, you're going to be discriminated against. So, ladies, men, if your son is a strong heterosexual male, you probably want to make sure 100 percent sure, 120 percent sure that he knows how to start his own business, that he's good at that so that he can create economic opportunities for himself in a world that is not designed to give opportunities to strong heterosexual males. That is something I just believe. I'm sorry if it offends you, but it's 100 percent true based on my experience and what I've seen. My wife also agrees because she works at a university that does not have one single African-American male on the entire faculty. They had a black male and they fired him. They don't have black men in a lot of these organizations, particularly straight black men. That's just the reality. Okay. Give me a yes if you understand that. So um, I have an issue with the dress. I don't really watch Medea movies. I watched a couple. They're not terrible. It's just not my thing. Uh, Meet the Browns. 
comes off, unfortunately, a stereotypical buffoonery. No disrespect, Tyler, but I'm sorry, man. I know. Tyler, see this little thing. This is why I don't have any friends because I have to be honest. And then when I'm honest, it's like, like I can't, I can't be your friend and still tell you what you want to hear. Like you want to be honest, I can either be honest or I can tell you, or I can either be honest or I can tell you what you want to hear. You got to make a choice, right? And so uh, people get offended, but it's true. I don't. Tyler Perry movies don't really do it for me. Um, but I like Tyler Perry. I like what he's trying to do. I, it's like good, good for you. But remember that that the billion dollar empire that he has. That was, without question, the house Medea built. That was the house Medea built. When Tyler and I talked on the phone in 2014, 2015-ish, I think, uh, maybe it was 2013-ish, I don't remember, he had just been listed as the most highest paid person in all of Hollywood. All of the white people were like, how the hell did this black man get on this list? <laughs> Who? How did he sneak under the radar? And I thought it was brilliant. And um, and I was, like, how, I was like, how does it feel to be the highest paid person in all of Hollywood? He said, I hate it. He said, nobody wants to have their salary just plastered out there. Because what people don't understand about business, and this is something I, I think that you should understand if you're going into business or you're doing business, is that people that have a paycheck mindset, they, they, they think that when Tyler made $100 million, they just wrote him a check for $100 million, and he had $100 million sitting in the bank. That's not true. When you're running a business and you're generating money at that level, you have expenses like you would not believe. You have insanely high expenses that might be sometimes 90, 100 percent of your income. So people say, oh, you made 100 million dollars, but they don't know how much profit you actually made. He said, people don't see that I paid Alan Payne 2.5 million. I paid this person at X millions of dollars. I paid that person millions. Of, so 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 I got it. I understood his frustration. One other thing Tyler said to me in that conversation that really I thought was really interesting, and I did honestly, I didn't believe it when he said it, but I just kind of said, okay, was he said, uh, I hate wearing the Medea dress. He said, I hate that dress. I want to get rid of it as soon as I can. And uh, and I'm and last I checked is what 10 years later, <laughs> and Medea's still running strong. And Medea's running strong, and you know what? I don't even blame him. It's like, look, if that's how if that's where you started, then that's where I think you need to finish. Medea is a billion dollar brand. Medea is a brand just like Mickey Mouse, just like Donald Duck. Just like uh, Coca-Cola, Medea's a brand. You can make money from Medea. Medea, Medea goes to the park. Medea gets shot. Medea go. Medea drives through the hood. Medea goes to jail. <laughs> you know, Medea go come get your cousin. Right? You can literally take the Medea brand and go. Medea goes to college. Medea joins the Supreme Court. Right? You can literally make Medea movies forever and make you know fifty, hundred million dollars every single time. Easy play. No disrespect. Just not my thing. Now, here's the thing. So Tyler makes a comment that was interesting. Hit the thumbs up button, by the way. Please hit the thumbs up button. He made a comment about black women and their dating choices and seemed to say something about money. He said something about money. And of course, that's perks of my spidey senses because you know, you guys know my, my wife is a relationship therapist. She's not just a person who has an opinion. She's actually trained on this. She's licensed on this, right? She, this is what she does. She's a full professor also. She's actually teaching her students right now. And, uh, and so she's into the relationship stuff. She coaches. She gives me lots of information about that. I'm a finance guy. My, my doctor's in finance. I've been teaching finance for a long time. And uh, and he said that money shouldn't matter to women. Basically, it seemed that that's what he was saying. That in this uh, in this comment, um, uh, which is on, on I put it on my Instagram, I put the video up there. I can't play it on YouTube because YouTube acts funny when you play other people's stuff. But uh, in this video, he says that black women who are dating shouldn't really care so much about money. Uh, it doesn't matter if he makes less money than you. And he even goes as far as saying even if he can't pay the light bill. Uh, that that should be an okay man for you to choose. Now, I'd be curious. I want to ask the ladies in here, men, let's sit back for a minute. Let's let the ladies talk. Yes or no? Give me a yes or no. If a man said that, look, I, I love you. Um, I, I, I'll wash your dirty drawers. I think you are the most beautiful woman in the world. I will stand by your side. I, I, I won't abuse you. I won't cheat on you. I'll never leave. Uh, but I can only pay the light bill. 
Would that be a man that you would pick? Would you, ladies, seriously, give me a yes or no. I want to see how many yeses and how many no's. I'd be really curious. If a man said, I, I can't, I can only come up with $400 to pay the light bill. Well, actually, the light bill is maybe about $200. And uh, that's all I can come up with. Would that be okay? Would that be a good relationship? What do you all think? Uh, give me an answer while I cough really quick. Okay. I see some, um, okay. Uh, Paisley's Corner says you have to pay more than the light bill. Um, I see Rodeo Road says no, not, or N-I, which I assume means no. Uh, Joanne Dixon, no. Garden Flower, no. Alicia Butler, no. Okay, I'm seeing a lot of no's. I'm looking for a yes. It sounds good, but unrealistic, says Bro Brooklyn Sire. Okay. Hell no. <laughs> um, wow. Wow. That, that's really interesting to me. Um, that's really interesting to me. That's really interesting to me. And, uh, you know, because I've been fascinated for a long time about the relationship between love and money. Uh, in my own personal experience, I was utterly fascinated by by how much cuter, how much more handsome I became once I started making one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars a year. When I went from being a broke grad student, driving a hoopty, making twelve grand to making one hundred fifteen thousand dollars a year, having a Ph.D., I was really, really shocked by how my jokes became funnier. I became the most interesting man in the world. Um I suddenly started to attract the attention of women that did not give me the time of day back when I was broke. Uh, and, and it didn't upset me or infuriate me. It made me curious. Uh, in fact, the first book, uh, one of the first books I wrote was called uh, Financial Lovemaking. I wrote this back in 2006 when I was on the faculty of Syracuse. And it's all about the relationship between love and money. And, uh, and I, I interviewed lots of people for this book. And I walked away with the clear conclusion that this is typically true, that um, that that. It's very difficult, particularly in a capitalist society, to imagine a reality where money, romance, and finance are not connected. They, 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 when they say romance without finance is nonsense um, and ain't nothing going on but the rent, I, I just really don't know how you can expect that for most women, not all women, most women, can just act like the amount of money a man makes doesn't matter at all. I just though that's like saying that uh, the way a woman looks doesn't matter at all to a man. Uh, give me a yes or no. Do you think that men care if a woman's ugly or pretty? Do you think that women care if she has a nice body or she weighs 800 pounds? Yes or no. Do you think do you think men care if if the woman can throw down in the bedroom or if she's a complete stiff? What do you all think? Do you think that those things matter to men? Do you think that we have our own criteria? Uh, is it fair? No, it's not fair. It's not fair that the pretty girl you have you have pretty girls that, that are pretty much unfortunately very uh you know could be defined by some to be uh low 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 quality in in terms of their uh their behavior or their value system you have you have plenty of women that are in that category who get lots of attention from men mainly because they're cute you know like britney renner i don't know if you've ever seen britney renner britney renner is hilarious she's a she's a very pretty young girl who literally does videos about how she milks athletes for their money has anybody seen britney renner britney renner is woo. that's that's a she's a phenomenon she's in in the sense that you need to study her to understand how the game is played Deion sanders a smart man that he is he brought britney renner to his campus to talk to the guys and help them understand how uh men get played by our our just sort of uh sometimes seemingly unintelligent approach to uh to sexuality and, and women's uh, beauty and and britney told him all the game and I, I thought that was really smart of dion to do that and so 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 i i think that in most of the experience that i've seen it would be highly unrealistic to think that you can have a world where most women would just not care at all how much money a man makes now what i want to talk about really quickly uh is 
and I talk about this a lot in my book, Financial Lovemaking. It's on Amazon somewhere if you want to go find it. Um, uh, or, or if you go to boysonalisha.com, uh, Alicia is my wife's name, boysonalisha.com, you can actually get a free e-copy of the book. So feel free to go to boysonalisha.com. Uh, so that either the digital copy is free if you want a hard copy or you want me to sign it or something like that. You can go to drboysbooks.com and uh, just uh, search for the word autograph. I can sign it for you or you can just uh, just buy a copy there. It's up to you. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, break some of this down for you. So before I do that, do me a favor. Could you please hit the thumbs up button? Thumbs up, share, uh, subscribe. Uh, hit the notification bell so you'll be notified when we go live, things like that. Also, my website is boycewalkins.com. On my website, uh, I have plenty of free resources there that you can pick up, like our $5 a day investing plan, how to, a training on how to make money without working, and lots of other resources that you can benefit from. And I want to remind everybody that the All Black National Convention happens in October, October 20th in Atlanta. So if you'd like to join us, if you're into peace, prosperity, and productivity for the community, if that's your thing, you want to network with other like-minded B1 people, just go to allblacknationalconvention.com. That's allblacknationalconvention.com. And I want to remind you, this podcast is on Spotify. It's also on Apple. Wherever you get your podcast, you can find me there. So just look up the Dr. Boyce Breakdown or Boyce Watkins, and you'll find me there. All right. So um, so here's what I would say. I did some research on, and I, 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 I'd already done a lot of research on this topic when I wrote my book, Financial Lovemaking, years ago, um, I, I, I think that it's as reasonable to say that a woman can look past how much money a man makes, just like you could say that some men may not care as much about how pretty a woman is. Uh, I know I've seen many examples where a man did not marry or select the, the most gorgeous woman in the room, right? He might see another woman that's prettier than the woman that he's with, but because the woman that he's with has certain values, they go outside of just how she looks. He was mature enough to say, yeah, I'm not trying to date the prettiest girl in the room. I want to I want to date the woman that has the, the highest value in terms of what she can bring to my life. And looks may play a part of, of the, the conversation or be part of the analysis, but looks are not the defining factor. So if, if my wife is a seven and you're a seven point five. You're not going to beat out my wife because she has so much invested in me that goes far beyond just what she looks like or her body shape or what she does in the bedroom. That I can understand. So 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 what I have found in my research is that uh, is that money is not the only thing that would work in terms of attracting a woman. I, I think that any guy out there that does have that regular job or does, you know, it isn't making, you know, one hundred thousand dollars a year or isn't uh, just sitting on top of all kinds of cash flow. Uh, there's a lot of respect that good women have for men that don't have a lot of money. There, there, there is. But but here's the issue with what some of what Tyler Perry said, in my opinion. If a guy shows up, and in, 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 at least it, if he fits Tyler's example, where he can only pay the light bill. Well, first of all, light bill, that's, you're talking about two, $300 a month. You know, there are teenagers that are 15 years old that can pay the light bill with their part-time job. So 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 what tends to occur is that the amount of money that a man makes isn't so much, it's not so much about the money for some women. It's really about what your income level says about you and your productivity level. On average, men that make that little money or almost no money at all are typically, unfortunately, sometimes the amount of money they make is a reflection of other aspects of their character. It's very, very hard. Give me a yes if you understand. It's extremely difficult for a productive, hardworking, disciplined, intelligent man to only make enough money to pay the light bill. So it ain't really about the money. It's, it's not that she's a gold digger. It's that the money is a reflection 
of, of who you are, the choices you make, how you manage your life. And, and that's the part I have found that is most offensive to women. If you are the raggedy, lazy dude who doesn't want to get out of bed and you sit in your, your, your drawers in your mama's basement playing Xbox all day, and then you throw $200 on the table every month to pay the light bill, well, there's a lot more going on with you than just the money. The money is just a symptom. The money does not define the man. The man defines the money. Do you understand? You know, like, like my, like my wife, you know, she still wears the same. I, one thing I think is so cool. I love saying, I love bragging about her is uh, I love intelligent black women. She's, um, she's not just the, the, the prettiest thing I've ever seen, but she also has the same dress size she had in college. And the reason that she at almost 50, I'm not gonna give her age away, has the same dress size she had in college is because she works out every single day. Every day she's on the treadmill. Every day she's eating right. Every day she's going for long runs. Every single day she's working out, working out, working out, working out, getting me going to the gym at 6 a.m., all that. So the way she looks or her body shape is, is a reflection. That's the, the output. That's the product of who she is on the inside. On the inside, she is a generally hardworking, extremely productive person that reads 22 books a year and works out nonstop. I think that's awesome. I, and, and the reason I think it's awesome, if you want to just get a personal perspective on this, I know that I know that I get I get so much stuff on the Internet from, from talking about my relationship. But I think I feel like somebody's got to do it. We got We got to see some examples of grownups uh, in love and black people to actually love each other instead of this nonsense that we're seeing. So I'll I'll take the darts. Just throw the darts right at my head. I can take it. I've been in this game 25 years. You ain't going to slow me down. Not one big. So I'm just going to take it. But I'm going to tell you, one of the things I really admire is I like the idea of being next to a productive person because that makes me more productive. If I was next to a woman who was lazy, then I'd probably be lazier myself. If I was next to a woman who didn't eat right, then I would probably eat like a slob myself. If I was next to a woman who wasn't trying to go nowhere, wasn't trying to do nothing, wasn't trying to get nothing done, chances are that would affect me as well, right? So so effectively, um, I use that example to say that things like, you know, things like uh, how in shape you are or how much money you make or even uh, even how well your relationships work out. A lot of that's a reflection of you. A lot of those are just symptoms of what you are and who you are on the inside. So, for example, anybody ever seen like a crazy ass person who's always fighting with everybody? They can't go into no situation without it eventually devolving into beef at some point. They will literally go into an empty phone booth and fight with the telephone because they, they fight all the time. Think about that. People like that. They, they're fighting the world because really internally they're fighting themselves. It seems like they're, well, well, why do you fight? Why do you fight the cashier at the grocery store? Because that bitch told me she didn't, right? It's it, it, People like that, unfortunately, it's because they're unhappy and they have issues on the inside and that shows itself on the outside. So so, so I think that the issue that a lot of women might have legitimately, and I agree with this issue, with, with a man that can only pay the phone bill or the light bill, whatever Tyler said, is that it, it's it, is that generally speaking, it's not just the money. There's so many other things that tend to come with it. Because uh, when I started to make more money, I made more money because I was also the guy who studied eight hours a day. I was the guy who uh, spent 12 years in school. I was the guy who went further and harder than anybody else. So that, so the money just kind of became a natural product of that. Steve Jobs, when he became a billionaire, a multi-billionaire, they said, did you ever plan on becoming the richest man in the world? He said, no. He said, I was just obsessed with making my customers happy and making the best iPhone I could possibly make. That's the only thing I thought about was making the best phone I could. So the money was a byproduct of his passion and commitment to being the absolute best in the world at what he did. So, guys, um, 
There are women that care nothing about money. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. I'm going to tell you what, what my perspective is on that. Um, but, but really the money, when they say the money doesn't make the man, the man makes the money. That's really true. You know, the, the, the cart does not drag the horse. If the cart's moving fast, it ain't because the cart is a fast cart. It's because the horse is a fast horse. You're the horse. Your, your outcomes are the cart. You know, your results of the cart. It doesn't have to just show up in money. It can show up in the form of other things, right? There are other forms. Most of your wealth has nothing to do with money, by the way. Most wealth is not financial wealth. So I want you to understand that about wealth to begin with, because we're not a bunch of gold diggers, money obsessed people here. We, I, don't, I don't even encourage you to be a hardcore capitalist because I think people that are overly obsessed with money, that too can become a mental health issue. Right. And a lot of that might come from things like financial trauma that you experienced as a kid. If you grew up extremely poor and you grew up in a space where money was hard to come by and you saw money as the only pathway to peace in every situation, chances are money can become a distractor for you because fulfilling that unmet need becomes your primary obsession in every relationship that you're in. And that's what creates what they might call the gold digger, because the gold digger, unfortunately, can be the woman who thinks every man is attractive and every man's a good catch just because he has more money. Believe me, I've seen many gold diggers. I've had money for a long time. And, and the reality of it is that that also is a mental health issue because your obsession with money, your need for money, the, the drug of money can cause you to go into really dangerous situations like any other drug addict. You know, a drug addict who's hooked on crack will go into dark alleys to get crack. They will go into bad neighborhoods to get crack. They will put themselves at risk to get crack. Right. And so a lot of people will do that with money because money is also a drug. You put yourself in bad relationships, dealing with terrible people and horrible situations with people that have diseases and drama and all kind and abuse. And you'll deal with all that because you'll say, well, you know, I get to be the person who's got the most money. So 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 money is important. But if money becomes too important, it can create a lot of unhealthy outcomes. Give me a yes if you follow what I'm saying. I hope that this kind conversation is helping helping you because I don't pretend to know everything, but this is something I've obsessed over for many, many years. And I thought it was interesting to break down what Tyler Perry said, because I want to reiterate, I have tremendous respect for Tyler Perry. I don't, I have to be honest about the Medea movies. That's not my thing, but I respect what he's building down in Atlanta because I think that the good outweighs the bad. I really uh, cheer this guy on. I'm very, very happy with what he's doing down there. I, I, I love seeing black men winning and I love seeing this guy winning because I think that he could be worse. He could be out here doing stuff that some of these rappers are doing. Now, some of these rappers, not all of them, but some of them that are rapping and getting your kids hooked on drugs and all that. Unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. Uh, I have several friends who have sent their sons in the last month to rehab for fentanyl. Fentanyl abuse is massive. Uh, overdoses are out of control. And any rapper who's promoting drug use in the black community is as 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 much of a liability as the KKK. Uh, but Tyler isn't doing that. Tyler's just putting on a dress and doing the Medea thing. And there are people that can relate to that. And his audience is mostly black women and they appreciate that. And I think that's fine. I don't have any issue with that. That's his thing, right? So anyway, let me keep going. I'm gonna break down a little bit more of this for you really quick. Do me a favor, please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. You're watching drboystv.com, the home for intelligent black people. Uh, if you want to uh, get access to our social media platform, Black Enough, the URL is blaggenuf.com. That's blaggenuf.com. Also, this podcast is on Spotify and it's also on Apple Podcasts. So look up the Dr. Boyce Breakdown or Boyce Watkins on either one of those platforms. You can find me there. And uh, also, if you want me to send you profit alerts, I'm a finance professor. So sometimes I send students stocks that I'm interested in. It's not investing advice, just stuff that I'm buying myself. 
Uh, and also, I, we have a $5 day investing plan where, that will transform any family to a wealthy family in less than a generation. Very easy. It's 100% free. Uh, and it's very basic. Even a five-year-old could do it. But it's very important that you and your family right now start investing for your kids when they're born. So that by the time they're 20 or 25, they're going to be doing extremely well. That's how you free them from corporate slavery. You free them from debt. You free them from all kinds of problems that come with not having enough money. So if you'd like to get the profit alert sent to you, just text the word stock to 31996. Text stock to 31996. Somebody type 31996 in the chat if you can so other people can see it. And I'll, and I'll start sending you the stuff right away. All right. So uh, we're talking about Tyler Perry. And uh, in the video, which I put on my Instagram, which is Dr. Boyce Finance, where he basically says that uh, how much money a man makes doesn't matter, that it's OK if a man can just pay the light bill. Um, I don't know if I agree with that assessment in all cases. But one of the things that I think is important to understand is and I think we all agree on this, that uh, dating is not a one size fits all thing. Right. It's, it's not a one size fits all thing. I have seen when I especially when I interviewed women and, and men as well for my book, Financial Lovemaking, I saw women who really, truly didn't care about money who truly cared about things like, you know, attention and uh, commitment and, you know, connection and things like that. And there are women that are built that way. Now, what's interesting is that typically people who say money does not matter on average that I, I found are typically people who already have plenty of money, right? They have plenty of money. So it's easy for me when I'm rich, when I'm say Tyler Perry, <laughs> it's very easy for me to say, oh, money doesn't matter. Money's not important, right? Because Tyler has plenty of money. Um, I think that that's like a person who, uh, who saying, well, you know, bathrooms are not that important, but you don't have to use a bathroom. But let me just tell you this. If you really got to pee, bathrooms would become extremely important. Right. If, if you if you really got to go to the bathroom, a bathroom literally becomes the most important thing in the world for you. Right. So ultimately, that whole statement that money does not matter cannot ever be. And nor is it ever a universal one size fits all kind of remark. You can't just say money should not matter. Money does not matter because people have different preferences. Uh, people have different experiences when it comes to money. People have different relationships with money. For somebody who grew up without money and grew up with financial trauma, my wife is a therapist. And one of the things that she helped me do was we created in the Black Business School the first ever Black financial therapy department where we work on the psychological barriers that keep us from building Black wealth. We work with the best therapists out here like Dr. Brittany Henry and others. And, uh, and in fact, my wife's uh, friend, Chris, has a, has a double PhD. She has a PhD in um, industrial psychology and also in, a, in a, I want to say, a psychiatry or something. So she has a double PhD and they do stuff on a Fly Nubian Queen where they talk about these sorts of issues because I think it's very important for us to dig into Black psychology. If we don't dig into psychology of who we are and how we think and how we became who we are, then we're going to continue to make the same mistakes over and over again. So in the Black Financial Therapy Department, one of the things that we dug into in one of the conversations we had with the students was uh, how financial trauma uh, can create things like financial anxiety. And if you're feeling financial anxiety, then you ain't trying to sit around with somebody who's broke. Uh, because when you have financial anxiety, which most people do, like seriously, let me just do a quick survey, quick straw poll. How many of you have ever worried about money recently? How many of you uh, feel financially insecure or not as financially secure as you want to be? Give me a yes in the chat. If you're feeling, if you get a little bit nervous when it comes to money, wondering if you're going to have enough, got to rob Peter to pay Paul, got to go borrow money in order to pay the bills, worried about inflation, worried about student loans, worried about debt. Give me a yes in the chat if you're in that category. A lot of people are in that category, right? So a person who is in that category, one of the, remember when you eat food, when you eat food, when you pick the meal that you eat, biologists will tell you that your body subconsciously craves the food that you need based on what nutrients are missing from your body. That's where cravings come from. That's why pregnant women will crave things like pickles and ice cream, because their body is missing the nutrients that come with pickles and ice cream. 
So when you are devoid of financial security, when you are filled with financial anxiety, when money problems scare the hell out of you, then you're going to crave a situation that's going to give you economic security. And that does not make you a gold digger. That does not make you a snob. That does not make you a bad person. That just makes you a person who has something that you need and you need a partner that's going to fulfill your needs. Is that not what relationships are supposed to do? I have a need. I'm a man. I got a need for some good food and some sex, right? Whatever it is, right? And some companionship. Well, I'm going to pick a woman that can give me that. If I don't need one of those things, then I'm not going to pick. If I don't want to sleep with anybody, if I'm not, if my junk don't work no more, then I'm not going to care as much about the sex thing, right? So ultimately we crave what we need. And, and so, so when people are in a state of financial insecurity, they kind of want to hang out with people that can make things better, not things worse. It's very, you know, it's, you know, that you get to the point where you say, okay, wait, I'm going to put up with all this nonsense and, and argue with you every day and, and deal with uh, whatever constraints come with being in a relationship just so I can stay as broke as I was before I met you. Cause I could be, you know, when people say I could be broke by myself, that really is true. You can, I can do the math that that literally uh four plus zero is still zero. So the four without the zero is still a four, whether the zero is there or not. So I would say to men, uh, go into situations where you're not going to be a zero, where you're going to add some value. And it doesn't have to just be financial though. I think there's so many different ways you can add value than just with the money. But in some cases, for some people, the money does matter. But I have seen other situations as well. Remember black women do better uh, in corporate America than anybody else. Black women are doing better educationally than anybody else. Um, and I think it's a damn shame that we have men that are uncomfortable with that, that, that are led to be insecure. Tyler actually addressed this. I put his video on my Instagram. If you want to go, there's a big debate on my Instagram page. My Instagram is Dr. Boyce finance. If you want to go follow me on the gram and, uh, and take a look at the video. Um, and he makes the point that men should not be intimidated by women that are doing well or making more money than them. And I think that's true in, in, in a, in a really important sense black women are just y'all just killing it seriously on average not every woman right because you got women that still struggle um in fact the lowest net worth the lowest median net worth in america is that of a single black mother with kids in case you don't know so so it's really kind of a a, a multipolar scenario but for on average for the most part black women just on top of stuff they just they, you're just good at what you do there are a myriad of factors for this. It's not, you know, just because black men are garbage. It's because of the way society is structured, the way families are structured. A lot of factors play into this. You know, a lot of black girls don't grow up thinking they're going to be NBA or NFL stars. <laughs> they, they, they don't have that dream distracting them like it does for little black boys. So little black girls grow up and they go to college and they get great jobs and they end up making lots of money. Um, this creates an awkward dynamic in the black community where uh, the women are just doing better than the men. Society gives opportunities to black women that they don't give to black men. My wife and I talk about that all the time. My wife is fully understanding of the fact that she's going to get opportunities as a light skinned black woman that I'm not going to get as a radical black man who talks about racism. We just understand these things. Right. And we partner together in order to still make things work uh, by us sort of understanding what path works best for us. This is one of the reasons why I think black men are best off when we learn to start our own businesses. Now, here's the thing, though. When you have women that are doing extremely well, uh, I, I think that men that really understand women. First of all, I, I would encourage you to do little things like maybe I, I read a book about women called What Women Want Men to Know by, by Dr. Barbara DeAngelis. That taught me a lot about women. And what I learned about that is that a lot of the things that I thought that women cared about, they didn't actually care about. And things I didn't think they cared about, they care about a lot. And I would encourage you to understand that so that you don't come in thinking that your only value you can add to a relationship is how much money you have. 
uh, that I think that's a huge mistake to just think that because I have money or I don't have money, that automatically makes me high value or low value like that. Because I make six figures, I'm automatically a great man for the household. No, you're not. Your money uh, doesn't mean anything if you're a terrible person and you're bringing trauma and pain to the household. You're disrespecting everybody and harming the family. The money does not override all of that. Right. But money can help. Money can be an important thing in terms of you adding value in a specific way. Right? But if you don't have as much money as you want. Um, it, you know, it's very important to not sort of be overwhelmed and intimidated by the success of that woman next to you. I, I think that a good man is a woman that can cheer on his woman, right? I, you know, my wife is a badass. I, I say this. She's she's really, really like a thunderbolt in terms of getting what she wants. And I and I just sit back and say, you know what? I I that's great. Good for you. Keep going. <laughs> you go, girl. Right. And uh, and now here's the thing, though. This is the other thing for women, in my opinion. I think you have to really understand when men can actually do that. And typically the men can, that can approach things in that way are, are men who are open-minded enough to not sort of have a narrow definition of what masculinity looks like. Also men who have already accomplished something in their lives tend to be men who are not threatened by women who are accomplishing things in their lives. Give me a yes. If you understand what I'm saying, right? I like, like if I, you know, part of the reason I don't, care that my wife has a PhD and is writing books and is going out here kicking ass and taking names is because I've done that. I have a PhD too. I've written books too. So it's almost like if you compare it to height, like if my wife is six foot five, I don't care. I'm six foot nine. Big deal. You know, it's not, it's, it's fine to me. So that, but that, here's the thing that while that is certainly true and I encourage men to not be intimidated uh, because your woman, a lot of the things you think that she's holding over your head, she's not really holding over your head. She just needs you to show up as, as the confident masculine person that, that she needs you to be. But but the reality, though, here's the reality. This is the ugly part. This is the part that's not politically correct. This is the part that doesn't fit the fairy tale that, that, that people are selling to you. Every bit of research I've ever done tells me that there are millions of women, I'd say the majority, who fundamentally need a man to, to have a little bit more than her. Just for like I looked it up. This has been this is not new. This is not something that just was constructed in a Tyler Perry movie. This sentiment was something that existed a hundred thousand years ago when we were walking, when we were in caves or we were all living in Africa. Like literally, like when we were part monkey, like it goes way, way back. Women typically just on average, not every woman. I've just seen this when I was doing the research on the book. It seemed to me that women kind of needed the man to be a little bit more than her. If she's five foot nine, she needs him to be five foot 11. If she's making 80 grand, she needs him to kind of make 90. If she's got a bachelor's degree, she likes it better if he's got a master's degree. That that sucks though, right? That sucks because you have a society that not only constrains the outcomes of black men in a direct and significant way. We've studied this. Dr. Claude Anderson has analyzed this in Poweronomics uh, to the nth degree. But on top of that, you have a horrible culture that really oppresses the, the the potential of the black male and keeps so many of our black men as little bearded babies. I call them bearded babies. They're, they're pushed to be immature. They're pushed to be little buffoons. They're pushed to not grow up. They're pushed by society. I'm talking more so about what hip hop culture did because hip hop is the most dominant cultural art form in our community. That's the greatest influencer in our community. And you look at these rappers, half these rappers are trash. Half these rappers, not all of them, I'm not talking about the D1s and the Lupe Fiascos and, and the Kendrick Lamars and, and the J. Coles. I'm not talking about those. I'm not talking about the Killer Mikes. Killer Mike is my buddy. I, I'm not talking about guys like that. I'm talking about I'm talking about these guys that run around promoting smoking dope, throwing your money away, being as ignorant as possible, having 8,000 hoes in your, in your backseat, getting girls pregnant, becoming baby daddies. That's not what men do. Those are not men. 
those are they're marketing little boys and making you think they're men. And what's making it even worse is not just that the little boys, the other men looking up to these little boys are reducing themselves down, dumbing themselves down to match the fake culture. But you also have women that are attracted to men who act like this. I rarely see, rarely if ever, see a woman get pregnant by many of these rappers and end up with a happy life. I rarely see women get sit, lay down with guys like this and, and have babies with them and have happy children that feel like, oh my God, my dad is a great guy. He's just as good as a Russell Wilson. And then, and then, and then pay attention now. I want y'all to listen. I want y'all to look at the internet. This is that ridiculousness that you see that you got to walk away from. Look at how many men made fun of Russell Wilson for being a good, reliable man who took responsibility. What in the fucky fuck is that? What in the what in the hell is that? You're literally make you this ain't even your household. Nobody even asked you, bro, to go take care of his kids. That he's doing that. He got that. What, what first of all, it's very weird that you're that obsessed with another man's personal life anyway, more so than your own. That right there is weird. Russell didn't ask you to come babysit his kids. Russell ain't asking you to pay the mortgage. Russell didn't ask you to marry Sierra. He's got that. He's holding it down. Why in the world are you going out of your way to do a whole YouTube video about how you think Russell Wilson's a simp because what? Because he's making his wife happy? Uh, what, what? Because he's actually protecting and nurturing and raising black children? What? Because he's he's actually taking care of his family. He's holding it down and protecting something and taking accountability for something unlike you? Like, see, I, I don't understand that. That, to me, is, is an, an epic danger in the community. You're in danger when you have millions of men that really think that that makes sense. I understand. I want to make this clear. I get it if you say, I wouldn't do that myself. I don't want to do that. I don't want to marry Sierra. Right? Whatever. I get all that. But when you're going out of your way to discourage good men from being good men, Oh, you're becoming you're becoming a liability at that point. Your ass is acting like a damn rodent. You you need to kill all that stuff. Just sit back and be quiet and let the real men do their jobs instead of running around here trying to encourage young men who are learning how to be men that they should not be men. This is why I'm going to say this. I'm going to make this last point. Then I'm going to get on out of here. Do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. You're watching DrBoysTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. Um, I have a Telegram page. If you go to DrBoysTelegram.com, you can join my Telegram page. Uh, it's a black investors group, and we do a lot of uh, talk about wealth and investing. You guys know my background. It's in finance. Uh, also, my new book is called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. Uh, you can get a copy at DrBoysBooks.com. You can get an autographed copy if you want. My wife's books are there also. Uh, as you know, my wife, uh, Dr. Alicia Watkins, is a licensed therapist and a full professor of social work. And uh, she actually sees clients on an individual and uh, collective basis. So if you want to go and see what Dr. Alicia does and check out some of her work as well, you can go to coachingwithdralicia.com. That's coachingwithdralicia.com. I'll put the URL on the screen so you guys can see it. So so let me let me kind of just make a final point here. This is, and I'm, I'm actually take it from Tyler Perry. So we're talking about Tyler Perry's video where he basically says that if a man can only pay the phone bill, that's okay. Um, I don't, I don't know if I agree. Most of the time, I think that you have the ability 
to uh, choose whoever you want, right? I think that's really important. I think everybody has different preferences. So maybe one person doesn't care about money at all, but I wanna say those of you that do care about things like money, it's your right to feel that way too. Just like it's my right to say, you know, I don't wanna date a woman who who is too skinny or I don't wanna, I don't wanna date a woman who's more than eight, than five foot nine, right? You, you have, Everybody has the right to make their own choice and it's up to you to decide if those choices work for whatever you're seeking to do. But But speaking on that whole issue of just, really talking about the lack of balance, the balance that we've lost in our families. And you see it everywhere. You see it absolutely everywhere. Um, and I don't have to tell you about this. I don't have to describe it to you. I don't have to convince you that it's there. A lot of you see this in real life. You see it online. You see it in public. You see it in all kinds of spaces. Um, going back to that last point about men being trained, men training, prominent men training other men to not want to take accountability for anything. Um, I think about Deion Sanders and why I respect Deion Sanders because uh, I was I was I was hard on Deion. This is where this is why I don't have a lot of friends to be honest with you because I I give I give critical analysis and sometimes people think that when I give critical analysis I'm hating. I don't hate Deion. I always loved him. In fact, the reason I didn't want him to leave Jackson State is because I have so much respect for him. Deion said something the other day that I really appreciated. I was so happy he said this. He said that since I was a kid I've been a winner. Since I was a shorty I've been winning. He said and I want these guys to be winners. But he said, I don't want them to just be winners on the football field. I want them to be winners in life. He said, I want them to be yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, sir. He said, I want them opening doors for people. I want them raising their kids right. I want them to be husbands and fathers, not just baby daddies. I want them to take care of themselves educationally. I want them to own assets. And I said, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I, I, I want men to be winners in life. I want black men to be winners. And what the, the problem that you have in a racist society, uh, particularly since you don't control media. So Tyler Perry, if you see this, I hope that you one day, I know you can buy BET, but I hope you get control of media and we start putting content out there that does these things. We need to find some way to deal with a society that does everything it can possibly do to make sure the black man wants to be a loser. You not only are putting uh, barriers in place that that in increase the likelihood that they're not going to be able to win, but you encourage them to join systems where they're not going to win. And then on top of that, you take the losers and you put the losers out there and market the losers as if they're winners. I remember I saw the Migos, the rap group, the Migos on a Sprite commercial riding tricycles. And I remember thinking to myself, why in the hell is a 30 year old black man riding a damn tricycle? Uh, if I if I was a kid and I saw my daddy on a damn tricycle, I wouldn't care how famous he was. I'd say, my daddy's a punk. My daddy's a kid. I stopped riding tricycles when I was six. Why in the hell is daddy riding a tricycle? That don't make no sense. But we think it's okay because they get money. And so one, one of the things about money, again, I reiterate, I know money. I think about it all the time in terms of how it works and how it influences society is that money can be a trick. Money can be like spraying perfume on a pig. It's like putting, it's like giving you a piece of crap and making you think it's chocolate cake. That's what money, money takes something, can take something really horrible and make it look good. And so effectively what money does is money blinds us to the fact that sometimes you're looking at a person and you think that they're a winner when really everything about them says that they're a loser. 
but you don't see that they're a loser because they're on the cover of a magazine and they made $80 million last year. Well, America does that. It creates a deformity in the black community because they typecast you as losers. They benefit when you are losers. They don't benefit from a black community full of intelligent, masculine men who are taking charge of their people, educating themselves, building wealth and owning institutions. They don't benefit from that. They benefit from a, from having mass marketing of black men who are sexually irresponsible, economically irresponsible, ignorant as hell, addicted to drugs, high and drunk all the time and screwing things up. And then as a bonus, it really helps if you're out here killing each other and then rapping about it. And then you're going to bring your ass to a Black Lives Matter rally when you just made a song about how many black men you, you killed last year. That don't even make no damn sense. That's bad. They got you looking backwards. That's crazy. That's insanity. That makes no sense. So, so what I liked about people like Dion, and I like, and I think Tyler agrees. I think Tyler can get a lot of this. I haven't talked to him for years, but I think he would get this if he heard this. We need to hit a reset button in terms of how black men are built. Uh, in 2013, um, I put together uh, a 60-year plan for wealth in the black community by the year tw Project 2070. That's what I called it. And I did a tour uh, for the book that I wrote that year. It was a very short book, though. It was like maybe 60 pages, a very short book. Uh, it was called um, Wealth, Education, Family, and Community, A New Paradigm for Black America. And this book is free. It's out there. If you go to boyswalkins.com, you can probably get it for free. Or if you text the word stock to 31996, I'll send it to you. You can have it for free. You don't have to buy it. But in this book, one of the things that I did was um, I did a tour and I called it the BOMB tour. And it, it stood for um, Building Outstanding Men and Boys Tour. Building Outstanding Men and Boys Tour. Because one of the things I concluded is that because America has put the drugs in your community, because America has put the incarceration in your community, because America has put the violence in your community, you have a lot of young men that were led astray. You're going to have to re literally you have a lot of just like you have faulty automobiles that come off an assembly line. You have millions of faulty black people and a lot of faulty black men. But we've got to reassemble what a black man looks like. And the, and the first step toward that reassembly, the toward hitting that reset button toward the first step in that reboot is you got to even know what a man looks like. We don't even know. We, you show up with a little boy with a bearded baby, a little a little a little 35 year old child who's got a beard and smokes a cigar and wears a nice suit, and you think you're looking at a man when really you're looking at all the elements of a little boy. He doesn't even, nobody even told him that masculinity is not driven by how tough you talk, how many, how many, gun, how many guns you done bust, or how much, how much money you got in the bank. Masculinity is largely driven by your ability to take accountability for something, to control and defend something, to say, this is mine. I got this. This is not just true in, in the human space. This is true for animals. In the animal kingdom, giraffes are measured by females by how much territory they control. So when a man says, this is my family, this is my wife, these are my kids, I got this, this is my hood, I'm holding it down, that is a type of masculinity. That is an important kind of masculinity that gets lost. So when a man says, when a man goes through life and says, I don't want to be responsible for anything or anybody other than myself, or if women can do it, then I can do it too, or women complain about this, well, what about me? Right. When they're doing all that, that weak stuff, that's not masculinity. That's why in many African villages, they don't even the villagers don't even respect you as a man. If you've never taken accountability for a family, they literally you could be 55 years old and you come to the village council meeting and they say, why would you why would we care anything about what you have to say? You're not even a man, because if you were a man, you would have taken responsibility for something.
So, so, so that responsibility piece, that ability, that desire to, that desire to take accountability, and then that ability to take accountability, right? The desire and the ability are two separate things. Those are things that have to be engineered and manufactured into our boys at an early age. We lost a lot of that for a lot of reasons. I won't go into all of them. It starts with the coddling mother, the missing father, the jacked up society, and all your homeboys telling you that it's okay for you to be unaccountable and irresponsible. No, it's not okay. There is a lot of trauma that is created on a regular basis by black men who refuse to take responsibility for what they do, starting with men that make babies and don't feel like there's any obligation to take care of those kids. My father was in that category. So so don't think I'm looking down on you or talking down on you because I'm talking down on you. I'm talking down on my own family. My own biological father was not there. He was chasing the drugs and, and the women and whatever he was doing. And we had no connection. But because there was a real man that came along and understood masculinity and accountability, that was my savior. That's why I'm loyal to my father to this day. When he wanted his house paid off, I paid off his house. When he wanted a new car, I bought it with cash because I said, you paid it forward. You invested in me. You poured into me. I'm pouring into you. You have my back. I got yours. That's what family does. That's why family's so important. So in my book, The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power, that's why I talk so much about family, and culture as the foundation for economic strength and stability in the community. If you don't develop those things, if you don't build the building blocks, if you don't build black the right way, then you will never have the strength that you desire. You will never have the security that you deserve. You will always be in the middle of chaos. You will always be stumbling. You'll never be able to have the intentionality required to achieve the freedom that we're we claim to be seeking as a black community. So I'm just asking those of you that understand what I'm saying to, to just do something different like or, or keep doing what you're doing seriously uh that that's all i gotta say i don't have anything else to say i'm completely done so anyway guys thank you so much for listening to me i appreciate it if you didn't agree with me then that's okay we don't have to agree on this platform freedom of speech is always the rule here uh and so if you could could you please hit that thumbs up button there share subscribe uh, if you want to watch Tyler, Tyler's video and hear Tyler's perspective, which I respect and I think it should be heard, uh, just go to my Instagram page. It's Dr. Boyce Finance. Uh, there's my Instagram. I'll put it on the screen. And also, if you want to join us on our social media platform, the new one is Black Enough. It's spelled B-L-A-G-G-E-N-U-F, BlackEnough.com. Uh, everybody can't get in. You got to answer questions. And, but once you get in, you can invite your friends. Uh, but they also have to answer questions because we don't want no nonsense, no shenanigans, no immaturity, no hostility. We want people that want peace. Uh, prosperity and productivity for the community. We have to be committed to building something better. And I want to do my part in helping to make that happen. So please hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe before you go. Uh, my name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I hope you guys will come back again soon. And I love you and I uh, wish you the very, very best. Be one to everybody. Peace. Here we are, clan, the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is blissful, we can turn into intelligence. Believe none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Here we are.